Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome to issue 644 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Dina Rita. And I am your other other host, uh, not quite dead, Cable Hashtani. Not yes. dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. I feel happy. <laughs> now you'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, here we go. It started. It's a, it is called a co-curricular medieval reenactment program not an rpg wait what is this a co-curricular medieval reenactment program who is that is the Your name of feet. monty python's role-playing game it's got role-playing games scratched out and it has monty python's co-curricular medieval reenactment program I think you have to say it correctly, like Monty Pythons, and then you do the whole thing. Monty Pythons. <laughs> Curricular medieval reenactment program. Be careful, we'll start quoting Finland. That's why I said I'll, I'll come back in 20 minutes. I'll just let you just guys put Chris, just put just put Christian <clears throat> on. He can take over. <laughs> I would, but he's not here. So oh. um, yeah, hi everybody. Hi. Hi. Uh, I heard about the Monty Python thing from like I was reading an io9 article and they were covering some new games that sounded cool. And they said this one's coming out soon too. I don't Monty Python games are always so weird. Like intentionally, but they also they always sound like fun on paper until you play them and you realize like, no, this was just another scam to get money out of Monty Python fans. Yep. 100% correct. I think the only game of theirs that, I, theirs that I've ever truly enjoyed is Flux. Mm. But only when you incorporate it into other Fluxes to be complete agents of chaos. Mm-hmm. That's how that Monty Python Flux works the best. Not on its own. That's how all Flux works best. That's true. I didn't know there was a Monty Python Flux. 
There's a there, lot. There's yeah. a, a flux of almost every flavor. There are, there is a Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Star Trek Voyager. Fluxes. Hmm. Four. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've got the zombie one, the Batman one. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a Cthulhu one. Yep. We have Cthulhu Flux and Martian Flux, which has been out of print for a number of years. Yeah. I feel like only Munchkin has more variants. I will I will take this is the opinion of Cable Hashitani <laughs> individual, not Cable Hashitani Guardian, Guardian Games, Games yeah. or anyone or the company of Guardian Games or Burke Retail, uh, the owner of Guardian Games. Um, I will take any version of Flux over any version of Munchkin any fucking day because fuck Steve Jackson. He's a black hole person. Oh, I didn't know about that. I just knew that, like, I feel like every gamer goes through their munchkin phase where they're like, this is fun. And then a few years into it, you're like, this is super pedantic and not fun. You you know who uh, Steve Jackson wants to have play his munchkin games? Uh, I don't know. Just straight people. Anyway. Oh, is he a homophobe? Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, just not a big fan of... uh, alternate relationships of any sort. You know, that really explains GURPS a lot. Yep. So only an uncaring saying that he doesn't approve of like interracial marriages either. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure he could be easily convinced. Don't like he is not great. So we Looney Labs, probably, on the other hand, we I can start. We could stuff. probably start looking for a. Uh, never mind. Mesesination Munchkin, Clan Munchkin, uh, Proud Boy Munchkin. No, no, it would just be Munchkin, but there would be three Ks in the middle of it. Anyway, oh, woo! Oh. These are all opinions and do not also reflect Geek in the City Radio. For all the money you could sue us for. <laughs> look look over here. Distraction. Ooh, oh. Look at the bunny. Yeah. Rabbit, shiny. rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. It's a shiny new thing on my desk, so. So shiny and new. Uh, I'm, uh, mine, I, I should also have mine. It should be sitting at my desk at work, which I still haven't been to. Yeah, so welcome back to the show, but you are still with the COVIDs. Yeah, so here's here's my. I'm gonna try and keep this. Yeah, ranted. Um, I know that most of the people that listen to this are pretty like minded, but for fuck's sake, COVID is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I am tired of the people in charge. just out and out failing us um, repeatedly. We're like, and it's causing a cascade effect of we all fail each other repeatedly. Um, 
I am fine. I I have been vaccinated four times. I have an immune system that has been likened unto Wolverine at times, sometimes mm-hmm. by myself. But granted, like I have come back from things, and I've had doctors look at me and go, "Yeah, that's not right." Um, How are you still doing this? How are you still alive? I when I uh, threw my back out. Um, and was mobile with inside of two weeks, the chiropractor's like, you couldn't walk. You came in here. You were carried. I don't, this, this is an eight week recovery period. How can you walk? Wow. That is impressive. And he's like, you'd been carried in. Yes. I had been physically carried to a van, physically carried into the building. Um, I had to wedge myself between a door frame to stand up for, uh, an x-ray or to look at my x-ray um i did exactly what the doctor told me for two weeks and kept doing it after that but it was the the doctor's just like you weren't kidding you do heal fast so all that aside like the physical symptoms for me were uh felt like a head cold. I, I had, had sinus congestion. I had a sore throat. Um, and then I was fatigued in a way that I haven't been fatigued. Um, and when I say fatigued, I mean, I slept for four days. Not like, not like con fatigue when it's an accurate, you know, it's an awkward conversation. You're not like, I find myself growing fatigued. No, it's like, I just woke up from eight hours of sleep and I'm tired. Right. I, I, I have managed to get up, go to the bathroom, eat a bowl of yogurt, and now I'm ready for my six-hour nap. Mm. Like, that was that was mm. the majority of it. And I, so, that's, m- like, pretty much everything that I had that could be, re- that were symptoms, that was in four days. Right. Um, and that's my experience. I know that with just within my close friend circle and then my immediate circle is lap, you know, as that circle goes out and out and out, I know that over 30% of the people I know have chronic illnesses or uh, are immunocompromised. Um, right. Or have conditions where COVID would be a bad thing. So what my experience was for four days of like, I'm still testing positive. So I am still a carrier. At this point. Um, But my, like, my experience is magnified by 10 times for everyone else that I know and has been. Anytime they've got COVID, they're like, that was rough. It's like, oh, did did you finally get over COVID? Well, yeah, it's been about four weeks. It's like, Mm. okay. Well, that's it too. Even though you're feeling better, like every doctor's like, still don't push it. Yep. Um, because it just fucking hangs around your organs and shit. And yeah, even people that rebound pretty fast, there's a lot of like, don't push it. And yet I heard this morning that Biden has just called called it. The pandemic is over. It's and over, baby. Some real W, w vibes there. Yeah, Mission no, accomplished. The, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a, I don't, Instant I, meme here. I'm going to go that I don't think he's like, I don't think Biden's great. 
FYI, well, none, this, is, none, of this us, is, none of us do. But th- this is more of a, eh, I, I think it's more, this was a tired Uncle Joe made an off, off the cuff comment without thinking about it and, and like got back to the White House and they all went, you realize you just said this, right? And he's like, fuck. Maybe, or the cynic in me is like midterms are coming up. So he's trying to add one more thing that they can start playing on. Like it's done. I mean, because yes, eventually COVID will go from pandemic to endemic. It'll be like the flu. That doesn't make it any better or worse, but that's just what viruses do. But I don't think we're at endemic stage yet. We're still at what, 400 deaths a day? Is it a day? I don't honestly know. Or is it a week? I I don't know what the time frame is, um, but I do know that whatever metric they are using, it's like the number that I heard was 400 per, I don't know, maybe it's 400 per week. Regardless, that's a lot of people. (laughs) I I heard the number this morning in in discussion about, you know, Biden calling it, and uh, Mm. I cannot think of the number but it, I, i'm pretty sure it was millions still being hospitalized so and that's on a national level of course i just tell them like my more conservative people that i know i said it's like three thousand nine 11s <laughs> i was like I maybe maybe like that they don't at all <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll add it much like 9-11 probably could have been prevented if we'd listened to experts. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is 400 deaths a day, a day, a day. That's the crew of, yeah, I think so. For my nerds out there, that's a little bit less than a full TOS enterprise compliment every single day. Thank you. Because TOS is what, 425? Under Kirk Pike, I think it was like 380. Not counting Stranger Worlds, that Enterprise, she's bailed. She handled bail. Yeah, and I think they're starting to retcon that the the Enterprise under Kirk in TOS was also that big. Yeah, and I'm I like I'm okay with that. Like I noticed it when I started getting like the official model collection to Star Trek Discovery. And it's listing the size of them. And I'm like, oh, these old ships are like galaxy class size now. Yeah. Which always made more sense. Because I feel like when TOS first came out, the Enterprise was roughly the same size or a little bit smaller than like a U.S. battleship, not even an aircraft carrier. Yeah. People were like, those are so big. We would never have anything bigger than that in space. So it's just the scale of a designer was like, yeah, that, that works. Yep. But now we're like, Oh wait, if you've got X number of people on a ship, that's going to be out there for five years, you need X number of supplies that are sustainable and renewable (laughs) to keep them alive for X amount of time. Yeah. Like, Oh, Oh, that means it's got to be bigger. Speaking of star Trek, I'm going to put a link in the Twitch chats or whatever of something that Bean and I didn't talk about on star Trek day is that Nerf is doing pre-orders for a Nerf phaser, Type 3 and Type 2. What? Yeah. That was one of my favorite fucking bits. Yeah, it... <laughs> is the actress that was playing Miss Diaz from Corporate. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, she, like... Her bit was that she can't talk in front of people. 
Yeah, that she was just a corporate suit who was there to make sure that they say the right things and not an actor. And it's like, she did a great job of being a horrible actor. (laughs) She did so good that for a minute I thought, this chick is really scared to be on stage. She might actually throw up. And then my brain was like, wait a minute. If she's a spokesperson for nerves, she talks in front of big crowds all Uh the time. She was so good. It was so awkward. I was like, oh. It was a great bit. It was like, as far as I'm concerned, it was one of the bits that really landed that they had planned. Yeah. Um, And to stay that while your hosts are, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, And Tawny Newsom. What the hell is his name? Not Jack Quaid? No. Uh, um, Oh, no, no. Brian Posehn. Nope. No, 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 nope. no. Uh, Brian Pusain just had a bit. Okay. I thought he was co-hosting. No, he was not. Paul F. Tompkins. Thank you. There you go. I kept wanting to say Ben Blacker or Ben Acker. I'm like, no, they wrote the show that Paul F. Tompkins was on. Paul right. F. Tompkins used to be part of Thrilling Adventure Hour. That's right. He did um, the, the Thin Man knockoff with uh, Paget Brewster. That was uh, two drinking New York drinking socialites who drank spirits and saw spirits. It was a funny thing. And Nick and Nora. Yeah, it was very Nick and Nora. Charles it was really good. Um, that that's where I know Paul F. Tompkins from, and then now as the ship's counselor for the Cerritos. Oh, that's right. I uh, I know it's not. Maybe it's just that all certain aged white men with big mustaches kind of look the same to me. Um, every time I saw him, I kept thinking of Peter from Deadpool 2 from X-Force. <laughs> the only non-superhero mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, him. I was like, that is guy. that Peter yeah. from X-Force? <laughs> so about that Nerf gun. Yeah. I'm trying to decide whether or not I need to pre-order it. I feel bad because I didn't pre-order the aliens pulse rifle. And I feel like we're like a month away from everyone getting theirs and unboxing. And I'm going to be unmentionably jealous when I see these videos. Cause that is one of my favorite Charlie Brown feels about it. Yeah. Cause that's one of my favorite like movie weapons ever. Like it might, it's easily in the top five. It might be number one for me. Even though I know so, it's just it's just a modified M4. Shut up, nerds! I know. Here's it is. the thing: um, if you if you consider that you're not going to do it, it's like no, I don't need one. Where you will the the first time that you will feel that FOMO of like, oh, I should have done it, yeah. is the first convention you go to after it's been released, and every other Trek nerd in cosplay is carrying one of the motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I mean, good. a lot of people are going to mod it because it's a weird color and it's been Borgified. It's actually what is kind of holding me back. Not the color, the Borgified part. I'm like, eh. <coughs> I don't need it to be Borgified. Oh. Why did they do that? The Borg are so hot right now. Yeah, so hot. Borg. So hot right now. Also, the 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 rifle was used in uh, first contact. 
Yeah, and Voyager. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. Well, I think it was actually introduced in DS Nine, but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I probably not considering. I just made a plea online of like, hey, someone hire me because medical bills are going to start showing up. So, you know, there's that. Oh, pre-orders end by the second. Okay. Yeah. 120. And it's yeah. the set. It's the Cobra Head Dustbuster and the, <laughs> the dust rifle. Yeah. It's what they look like. I hate this. Thing. No, I know. It's so funny that they everyone just kind of decided. I think even the cast called them the Dustbusters. That's the first iteration looked more like a Dustbuster without the oh, nozzle yeah. attached. Yeah. Hmm. So. Motorized dart blasting. Yeah. What? See, yeah. you're not helping me. I have you met me? That's not yeah. my job. No, but I That I'm... is not my job. <laughs> that has never been my job. So we've got in half of the paperwork from our insurance saying what they pay and what the hospital will bill us. We've gotten mm-hmm. in about half of them, and we're already at almost half an inch thick. Jesus. Oh god. Okay. Do you know what costs like six hundred bucks to be discharged from the ER? They charge you to send you away. Yes, because every doctor who signs off you getting discharged gets paid, or the hospital bills. Yeah. How is that legal? Because it's America. Yep. Because we allow it. Yeah. We um, allow it to continue to be legal. And can confirm a 348 milligram single dose of aspirin does indeed cost $65. What if what if we just give them some, some aspirin back? How about that? <clears throat> we just, how about we just replace it for you? To tell you what, I bought this bottle of bear. I'll give you the whole bottle for one of your pills. Um, Beck says it seems like any doctor that walks into your room can charge you can and do Mm -hmm. Um, the real problem in my opinion is it all boils down to one particular phrase within the insurance industry what the market will bear yeah so would the market quit bearing it if we all just collectively declared bankruptcy (laughs) like actually they made it almost impossible for single people to declare bankruptcy for medical now. What? Oh, bankruptcy is very hard now if you're an individual. If you're mm-hmm. a corporation, man, you could fucking go through those faster than a spinal tap, faster than, oh, oh, oh never mind. <laughs> yeah, but that was going to be a good one. Uh, well, sp- faster than spinal tap goes through drummers, which is good. But I actually use that in reference to something else, so... Moving on. Um, hey, hey, yeah, corporations can go through bankruptcy faster than boop, can fire editors. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't hear anything. What? It's funny um, how that part of the audio on the recording just dropped out. And that my face made that weird thing. Uh, that should be a feature a, 
a dump button. For I know. I'm looking at it here. Like, I look at the reactions. Well, maybe. Well, no, this wouldn't work. That's dumb. That should have been reacting to my comment. And then there's. Actually, that's kind of funny, but I feel like Bean should have access to that for when Cable and I start going off. Like on Monty Python, if she just goes, that's our signal to sh- knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's your two-minute warning. Yeah, that's the... It's like, oh, a flag has been thrown on the play. <laughs> let's let's go back to the video. Yep, yep. That's this right. Is, uh, this is where Aaron and Cable hit the two-minute mark on non-stop running uh, Monty Python gags. Yeah, that's and it, right. And Denise decided she had enough. Yeah, that's right. That's where it changed right there. She was okay with them sticking to one specific Monty Python sketch, but yep, one yep, led yep. into the another. And that's then what it, drew the foul. Like, as as soon as they hit four references, that was it was definitely down. Let's go back to live play now. Okay. I would also settle for a chart where I can keep track of the tangents, and then once you get past so many, cut it off, and you got to go back up the ladder. Yeah. Uh, that I feel like you're going to end up with a uh, conspiracy theory string board that the likes of which will rival Charlie Day's. On, yeah. Uh, Always you sunny. Know, I'm not getting enough arts and crafts time, so <laughs> that I gave me this. All right. <laughs> okay. Yes, Cable, um, our, our streaming app gave us an air horn, but I can't really do that very well because it's all web-based, so it takes a little bit of time to realize that I've hit the button three times. And then it literally goes, hur, 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 which is not fun at all for anyone. Hmm. It's a little fun. Oh, that it's penguin like... being up on the TV, isn't it? What's it doing? Anyway. Between this and the insurance talk, I'm just going to go walk into the ocean now. Ah, uh, okay. No, don't do that. What is more frustrating, Cable and I quoting Monty Python or the realization of the American health industry? Mm. Right now? Mind you, one of them can't kill you or cause you to go bankrupt. Which one? Unless a giant foot stomps on you, then that would be very silly, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all got to die sometime. not a bad way to go, I think. Just Everyone giant, will remember that. Just a giant animated foot. That's how yeah. Denise would. That's how Denise would want her to go. Came into the world, went out the same way she came in, stomped on. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing for that. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I don't either. What are we uh, actually going to talk about today? Hey, there's an HP Lovecraft Film Festival Kickstarter coming up. Hey! No, it's it's not coming up. It's or live. Now. There yeah, are six live. days, six days left for you to um, get your tickets for the upcoming HP Lovecraft Film Fest in October, October 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Hollywood Theater. Um, their goal was $35,000. It is where that you can go ahead and buy tickets packages where it's not just tickets for the fest but it's tickets like vip tickets and special event tickets um, or just support the fest or 
get your login code if you want to watch it uh, streaming at home so you don't have yes. to go to the theater because you know again covid is still real it's still a thing but if um, the horror fest is any indication uh they do not mess around i didn't hear don't. anyone get sick from that event so. We were we were there all five days, around yeah. all kinds of people, yeah. and and Pete also and I, the preceding fall for last year's HP Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, and for the horror festival, Bean and I were drunk for three of those days, and we still didn't catch any. Yep, three, um, at least three. Um, but th- like, so, so this is where you get your 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 package deal out of this is through this Kickstarter. Um, uh, Aaron, I'll give you the link, and then you can give the link. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got it actually open. So You've I'll got it already? Go. Okay. Um, but yeah, 35000 $35, was their goal. They are currently sitting at forty seven. so this is clearly going to fund um, the most expensive packages at the top tier were the ones that sold out first. Yeah, this is always. how much people love this. So there are six days left. If you want to get in on this, this is the time. Here are the two words that I will say to get anyone in in the Portland area going. Oh, I should go. And those two words are Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs is their very special guest this year. Um, he will be there. Um, he's their guest of honor. He's going to be there all weekend. Uh, there, there are other guests that I don't have in front of me right now, but you can totally like go check out the Kickstarter. Um, if you want to get your tickets through there, you can totally get them through there. Yeah. And for folks like Norm or people out of town, cause I'll hear stuff like, man, I got to visit Portland sometime during like Lovecraft. Like they do the virtual festivals now. So yeah, you're not going to be yeah. in the theater with people, but you can experience, everything that festival does. And sometimes they do digital only screenings too. Yep. So. Yeah. I think there were a couple movies in the, the Portland horror film fest that were streaming only. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's the same here. Yep. So I'm looking at now they're expecting 10 to 15 hours of streaming content. God damn. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And if you've ever gone to the HP Lovecraft Film Fest before, um, you know that it the it was the entire theater. It was the main auditorium downstairs and both the auditoriums upstairs. Those were usually where they played all of the short blocks. Um, that's going to be yeah. true again this year. They are taking over the entire theater again. And again, if you live in Portland, then it's just one of the best theaters to go to something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really just, is. It's so magical. Um, like there are also some wonderful spots just in the neighborhood, like to tool around in when you're before and after and in between uh, movies. Yeah. So if you enjoy the pubs, I always recommend the moon and sixpence. I guarantee mm-hmm. you every, every, every goddamn, per- like at least a third of the fest goes there. Every yeah. day of the fest. If, yeah. if you love some amazing and very authentic, specific regional Chinese food, you go to Chins. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not the Chins we used to talk about that was like the noodle shop in Blade Runner. They kept the name because it's a cool neon sign. 
it is totally different and it's it's i don't remember which region she cooks to but it's it's just so good is it cantonese or szechuan i don't remember anymore hmm. i don't remember i'm trying to find it and it's taking long and i could be i could be wrong also that she's that they are specific to a region but um uh it's so good it's it's not like anything you've probably had like if you're used to americanized chinese food this place is actually going to feel a little weird to you because it's so you know when you go into like an americanized chinese food but the mm-hmm. family is in the corner eating shit that you know is not on the menu she cooks that stuff uh it is mm-hmm. uh northeastern chinese um and yeah so a lot of it is stuff that like most people will not be familiar with unless they're going to like the asian neighborhood in their city to get this stuff um however they do have a couple of like americanized favorites like oh yeah uh, like General So's chicken or you know other other breaded meats with some sugary sauces I know yeah. my, my go-to is is a general so's and a, an order of the the handmade dumplings. I would I would mm. do I would do crimes for those dumplings. Uh, the one that gets me is her Chinese sauerkraut and pork dumplings. Mm-hmm. Oh, those sound good. I I feel like uh, a visit to to Chins during our weekend there. Uh, Could be cool. Yeah. I know we have yeah. to figure out details on that. But. Yeah, I have to figure some stuff out. Everything is apparently happening that week and that weekend for me. So yeah, yeah, I I, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, but um, to answer Norm's question, um, we haven't begun yet. We will certainly talk to Gwen and Brian about the possibility of that. I don't think we're going to get him on the show proper. At least not during that weekend. Um, I mean, maybe leading up to it. And seriously, when we ask, when we ask them, we should say like, also let him know if there's topics or movies he is just fucking tired of talking about. Like, we won't bring him up if we know ahead of time. Sure. Um, you know. <laughs> but I, I think too, we'll at least have something spontaneous there. Um, yeah. We will certainly see if we can get in touch with uh, his management or handler and see if there's something that we can set up for after. Um, like I'm, I'm currently uh, drafting something to send to Anthony Rapp's handler. So, yeah, or Anthony Rapp's management. Yes, um, I do want to make one quick addendum to the thing we would say for Jeffrey Coombs. If one of the films he brings up is The Frighteners, too fucking bad. We're going to talk to him about it. Because <laughs> he's, ge- I mean, he's he's genius in that movie. Yes. We yeah. could fill a whole episode just talking about his Star Trek. Uh, yeah, stints. I know. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> his Star great. Trek, just his horror, uh, like, just his, you know, if he wants to talk about things that have nothing to do with acting, cool. It's Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. He's just fucking cool. Um, but yeah. I, just, I re-listened to him reading Herbert West Reanimator again a couple days ago. It's mm. so good. Oh, I I've haven't got, listened yet. 
I've got that somewhere around here. I need to dig that out so I can listen to it. Because <clears throat> it's so good. God, I'd forever... The way I say Arkham is forever changed, but why he would say Discotonic University at Arkham. At Arkham. At Arkham. It's so good. Uh, I'm gonna listen to that I listened to, I listened to that album a lot when we were doing Journey to Babel for Trek in the Park. Oh, that's right, because you decided you were an ancestor no, a descendant of Shran, right? Descendant of Shran, yeah. Yeah. Um that I I definitely played my Andorian with a more Jeffrey Combs influence. Nice. Amazing when I did my nerdy Star Trek fan fiction, my first officer was again a descendant of Shran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's Shran. It's right. Shran, baby. That's right. Leader of the Andorian Mining Consortium. <laughs> Runs from no one. Um, All this to say that we are looking forward to the HP Lovecraft. Oh, yeah, Festival sorry. This October 7th through 9th. And yep. uh, we hope to see you guys there. So go check out the Kickstarter. Uh, go check out the website and, and see what's on the docket, all the guests that are coming. And do that as your homework because next week we're going to be talking with Gwen and Brian, or Gwen or Brian, one of, one of the yeah. two. Um. Either together or separate. I don't know. Um, but they'll be on the show next week. Right. Um, I'm trying to see when tickets become part of the backing on the Kickstarter. Oh, like because at what? At what, what level? Because I believe uh, if I'm correct, level? usually by that weekend, like three-day weekend, three-day passes are gone. It's pretty. I can't think of a time recently where you could go and get all three days at once anymore. But I can. Uh, the sooner you get your tickets, it, the better. It starts at the pledge level of ninety nine dollars. Attend three day. Um, oh, that's right, deluxe. Three day so deluxe. They're, so they do. They will have them available. That's right. But it's the deluxe ones that are that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one hundred one is the deluxe stream at home. And it's not just the streaming. You also get the lapel pin. You get a T-shirt. You get a badge. Mm-hmm. You get the program, um, the Daily Lurker, as it's called, uh, as well as a digital art and music pack. Ooh, at fifty-five bucks, you can get a hoodie. I'm curious a about the order hoodie. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious about the music pack. Like, what's in it? Well, for uh, twenty-eight dollars, you could find out. <laughs> $28 gets you a supporter's shirt, the festival program, and the digital art and music pack. I may have to check that out. Heck, or you can find out for just $12, Aaron. Yeah. Actually, the, the, you can start at $10. $10 is the music I'm not pack. saying that none of these are amazing deals, because they all are. But did I mention yeah, that I don't have a job and medical bills are coming in? Yes, you, you, you <laughs> did at that. And that this show is free. This is a solid price for three days at the Film Fest. That's definitely less than three days at uh, your local comic book convention. Um, Hell yeah, it, it is. it also comes with a bunch of other cool stuff that you want to get to keep forever. You say that like just you just attended a comic book convention where... Uh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, go listen to issue 663 where Bean and I have thoughts. I still have more thoughts about the whole fucking thing. I, know. I haven't <laughs> heard back yet. I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard anything yet. But 
we'll see. Folks are slow I mean, to catch up to things. Do? They'll they'll get mad at you six months from now about something that you said, and you're like, "Dude, yeah. that was six months ago. What's wrong with you? Right. We've already Once moved on. on. We'll have already forgotten what we said." Yeah, I will have forgotten what we've said half an hour after the show ends tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to admit that, but yes. Well, before we forget, should we take a break and then come back with some She-Hulks and some Lower Decks? Jace. Yeah. Jace. Why, this is a great spot to take a break and talk about our sponsors. First up, Guardian Games. They are the city's greatest game store. Find them at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And we are coming up to, of course, our favorite time of the year, the creepy, crawly horror time of the year. And there is a plethora. And yes, I do know what a plethora is, jefe. There is a plethora, <laughs> sorry, of horror games out there. It doesn't matter. Horror-themed deck building, collectible card games. There's some horror-themed miniatures. And of course, horror-themed RPGs that run the gamut from, you know, really intense some horror like Morkborg or Ten Candles or Dread to really lighthearted stuff, you know, uh, horror for the kids, as it were, stuff you can have fun with. And of course, now this came out uh, a little over, I believe, a week ago, but the third and all new updated edition of Betrayal at the House on the Hill came out. And I am so jazzed. It doesn't mean I'm going to quit playing the second edition, but the third edition looks amazing so go down there check it out they have all the horror games you could ever possibly think of including some classics like some call of cthulhu stuff that can be ongoing campaigns or things that you can play in one night or even like one hour so yeah definitely check them out guardian games when you're there thank them for being a sponsor of geek in the city radio just like rev nat of reverend knights <laughs> reverend nates no of uh, Revnet's Hard Cider. So uh, I just got an email from them, and they just relaunched a new cider called the Queen's Red. Um, it was not named that way on purpose, if you know how this works. The Queen's Red was developed like a year ago, when she was very much alive. Uh, it is another blend of his cider, along with some uh, wine. So if you enjoyed cider from my family, this is similar. You will enjoy that as well. And of course, uh, the Oktoberfest Appenfein is out right now. So all kinds of tasty, tasty beverages. They still do free home delivery. Uh, yeah, and a huge thank to Rev Nats, who keeps us lubricated for this show, which is a weird way to call it that. But let's get back to it anyway. Geek in the City Radio. Hey, welcome back. It's time for some She-Hulks and Lower Decks. I'm going to be utterly useless for this talk because I haven't watched any TV. Oh, I thought you were caught up with those two. I must have interpreted I, your text That was me. I said incorrectly. No, I haven't watched anything. I've watched no TV. I So uh, She-Hulk and Lower Decks are a show that Merrick and I watch together. Guess who can't spend any time together in the same place oh, because right. I have COVID? Right. Me and Merrick. So right. we're, not, we're not watching anything. Wait, Merrick doesn't have it, does she? No. Okay, I'm sorry. That's why they can't be together. But again, we're right. in a studio apartment. Yes, yes. That's a loft. That's the only, like, we are literally separated by floors. Um. Well, the shows are amazing. Great. Um. Do I need to go, should I go walk the dog? 
no, no, we can we can talk about this without being spoilery. Okay. Um, is so is She Hulk still great? Yes. Yeah. Um so this last week picks up because remember the last one you probably would have saw ended with her being sued. No. For for the name She Hulk? Nope. So you're two I haven't weeks watched it. Then. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because oh. I missed. So the last one you saw was the People versus Emil Blonsky. Yes. Okay, because that's the Megan Thee Stallion episode. The Megan Thee Stallion episode that Thursday was the last time I watched any of those shows because the Thursday after that was our Usagi game, and then mm-hmm. I was sick, mm. and I'm probably going to miss this week's. <laughs> Well, it's still great, and they're still breaking the fourth wall, but now they're doing it to kind of comment on nerds. I saw... That, uh, this I week, saw, defi- this last one definitely had something like that. She was like, well, that's going to make the comments on YouTube blow up. I, I saw something in a oh. GIF form on uh, Instagram about how... Or on Twitter, where she's just walking around the kitchen going, yeah, Wong's back. Wong's great. You know, that, that keeps us... Twitter proof for another week, or that yeah, that buys us some Twitter grace for another week. It's like mm-hmm. God damn mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. Um, uh, well, then episode five is, I guess, ostensibly all about online dating. No, well, no, 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 that's its own episode. This is the repercussions of it. No, that's also not right. Yeah, it comes back around though. It comes back around and it is, it's very funny in that sort of like self-deprecating way. All right. Here's like, what here's what I'm going to do. Um, you can no, just give fine. me a, a thumbs up or a high sign. I'm just going to take the headphones off. I'm going to remain on camera and Aww. I'm just going to nod and giggle at appropriate no, moments. Because it, it's fine. Well, now he's gone, so... Well, because I was going to make a comment that he could have commented on, so I'll do this. <laughs> so this is a comment that I have that has nothing to do with spoilers at all. Okay. Uh, I finally bumped up against something on She-Hulk that I find very hard to believe. And that would be that people only find her attractive as She-Hulk. Someone looks at Tatiana Maslany and goes, eh. <laughs> like, all right. That's totally believable. They, I know it's done for the show, but. They do play her down, too. They She looks ridiculous with her oversized suits now. Um and she like she doesn't get very made up. I think they kind of try to lean into this idea that she's just not. Oh, yeah, no, they pull a she's all that with her. Oh, she's the nerd, so let's make her dress frumpy and give her less makeup because that'll make her less attractive. But, you know, all this to say, like, I, I agree that that's, that's hard to believe because I think <laughs> she looks lovely. Yeah, and again, it's not like me being like, I'm done watching it. It's just one of those things that I'm like, okay, sure. People see her and as a successful attorney and thinks, well, that's not dating material. But, but also... But you want to look at it really says more about the guys than yeah, it no, says I anything about her. That's true. I get it. Just saying. I I 
I'm trying to remember in, in the comics, like the character of Jennifer Walters is not an ugly person. She is an average no. person. Uh, I mean, she's probably, she's been written and drawn by dudes for the last 40 plus years. So sure. But like her, when she's not, she Hulk, like just Jennifer Walters, the human normal, normal human being. She's you know average. She, she's a lawyer. So that means that is probably not, that's part of her focus. It depends on what her courtroom demeanor is. Um, but like, I think it, I, I, like it's reasonable to like, like it doesn't matter if she were uh, a quote unquote 10 in human form. As soon as she turns into she Hulk, you're always comparing her to she Hulk. So it's like, yeah, I mean, she's fine, but she Hulk. And that I get. If you're always being compared to she Hulk, then it's not fair. Right. The other, the other thing that like it is is mentioned. She's like, man, dating in your thirties, and I get that. Like after, like, that it, it's like it, and it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be thirty because I was not single for much of my thirties. But I do recognize that like there's like a certain point in my life, and before that, and I'm not, I'm not bragging at all. I'm just saying like b- before this like mystery date in my age, before that never had a hard time finding a date or, or some sort of romantic interest at, for, at whatever quality scale. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that point, it just, it just got really hard to meet people, whether it was for like the potential of a serious romance or, or otherwise it just, something changes at some point. I don't know. I mean, maybe I know what it is, but I'm not going to, go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, so it, I, I think that part of it is is not that they're trying to like play Tatiana Maslany as a less than attractive woman. I, I think it's just more of a commentary on what a hellscape it really is uh, mm. to be single yeah. in your 30s, especially in this day and age where it's so easy to make those quality judgments about people, you know, with the flick of a wrist. That that makes sense. Or right, and I totally get that. I totally get that. I think it's just because I just I think it just bumps up against my own personal thing of like not understanding what most dudes don't find attractive. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, like I'm. Yep. I do hope I don't have words to agree with you intelligently. I'm just gonna go. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, I do hope, and this isn't really a spoiler, but, and you know, this was coming, like eventually we're going to see some kind of uniform, I think. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm kind of hoping for like the purple and white, but I don't need her to be in like the thong bottoms. Um, I absolutely do not think that they would do that. No, I'm, if I had to guess, she's going to get like. She's gonna get like the like the workout suit, but that has like the shorts that are all one thing, kind of mm-hmm. the same outfit that Amadeus Choi would wear sometimes, and then stretches no matter what their form is. That's what I Cho. would assume. Mm-hmm. Cho, I say Choi. Cho, mm-hmm. Choi's the other guy, right? From um, the other company. From the other from the other company. Um, and he gets smaller, not bigger. <laughs> I keep 
hoping for a reference to Cho, but it hasn't happened yet. Amadeus Cho? Yeah, has there been a reference to him on the show or in the MCU? Um, Did I miss it? No, they've referenced his mother. His mother is in Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. She's one of the ones that made the, the Vision's body. Oh, okay. That's Amadeus Cho's mother. Right. That's the only reference that's been made as far as I know of. Okay, considering there's actual, I'm guess looks like official Disney Plus um, art. I am guessing when she's in a costume, I put the link in the chat. That's what she's going to be in. Because oh, it's was... already been spoiled. Well, oh, this yeah. looks that's great. Yeah, that was perfect. Yep. That, yeah, that... got to give got to give the arms room and oh, yeah, all that stuff. I don't hate it. That actually, yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing this uh, meme. Um, you know those memes where they say like the perfect this doesn't exist and then stops because then they have an example, mm-hmm. um, or this right here is indications of peak character design. It's nothing but a lot of black sleeveless shirts and black pants <laughs> on yeah. characters. It's like, oh yeah, that's. Yeah, you're right. Usually the person that shows up in a black sleeveless shirt, it's like, yep, there, there's the person that we're going to go ahead and follow because they know what they're doing. They right. don't need sleeves. So I, that's yeah. what I thought when I looked at this sleeveless shot of hers. Like, yeah, of course. Why would, kinda, why would you hide those guns? <laughs> it kind of bugs me that they essentially give her the same outfit or costume or superhero, whatever, as like the original Hulk, right? Because his pants are purple. And the, but he doesn't have a shirt because he's a man and he can be shirtless. I think that's just a thing that Marvel just decided Hulk is green and purple, mm-hmm. except when he's except when he's gray. But it just became a thing. Yep. But but then it's... they gave She Hulk also purple, and then a white shirt. I yep. think it's just a throwback to sixties Marvel and then seventies Marvel with She Hulk. I think it's like these. We need the readers to immediately see these colors and think Hulk. Hulk. I, I like I know that there's I, a, a colors in the purple range in Amadeus Cho's um version of the Hulk. And it's like mm. there's it's no just, reason to. Yeah, Hulks have purple. Yep. That's why also, all... it's a hideous color combination, by the way. That's because it's I, two secondary colors. It's two secondary colors, and it's also the secondary color combination that you use when you want to indicate a villain. Hence why the Joker is also purple and green. That's true. All all of this is much, very well broken down and digestible in the movie Unbreakable. Like there is a master class given by Samuel L. Jackson's character, Mr. Glass, about color theory in comic books. It's, you can say what you will about M. Night Shyamalan, but that is still some of the best written and presented dialogue concerning comic book characters and why characters are designed the way they are i think that's his best work period i love unbreakable so much Oh, i do too nah norm she didn't wear it out of respect for bruce banner it's it's just nope (laughs) no because in the comics for a long time the same thing on her yeah in the comics for a long time they were not buddies uh especially under a certain writer i think he tried to then get it say that like bruce banner was being mind controlled 
But there was a time Bruce Banner wanted to get with Jennifer Walters so they could make pure Hulk families. It was oh, gross. Weird. Yeah. They're cousins. I, <laughs> what is this, Game of Thrones? Um, <laughs> so. Guess what you're yeah. not talking about tonight. I stopped watching it. It just. I didn't even start. And I it got to. so hardcore about Game of Thrones. I got halfway through episode three and I'm like, it's just. It's just the same grim, dark crap. And this is going to suffer from the same thing the prequel suffered for, suffered for. We know how this ends. It's not like they can change it. Like Matt Smith's version, he's going to win eventually because he's the motherfucker on the throne. But we know what happens to Rhaenyras because it's literally documented in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Spoilers, she gets killed. Are and, they, her, and her they, uncle's they, dragon fucking eats her. Huh? It's 170 no. years before. Okay, so that's that's more than a couple. Um, yeah. But it's all like well documented within Game of Thrones as quote real history. It's like okay. Right. The, it's there, it's it's lore. It is known lore for that universe. Yeah. If you really wanted like to do a prequel, then give us, I don't know. The first time men got to Westeros and give us them fighting the fucking giants and all that shit. Or give oh. us the movie that we all really want, which is Arya Stark, Pirate. Hell yeah. Her with the Greyjoy woman on just fucking being pirates. And Yara. probably fuck Yara. And probably fucking. Because they're both two thirsty young women. So... Yeah, and they're like, we might do a Jon Snow series. I'm like, no one wants a Jon Snow series. He's dead. Kit Harrington probably wants a Jon Snow series. No, he's not. He's alive. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of... Yeah, Kit Harrington probably does, yeah. He needs something to do in between waiting for them to make the Black Knight movie. (laughs) He has not gotten a lot of great work. No. He seems like a nice guy, and... He's got good performances in the show, so he is a good actor. I feel like he needs a good director. Here's the thing. he, Depending on what kind of investments he made, he might be taking the um, Daniel Radcliffe... Um, That's true. Um, what's the other kid's Eli- name? Elijah the Wood. Hot, Elijah Wood. Uh, Fuck the, you, I only work when I Yeah, care. the Radcliffe Wood. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I only have to work when I want to work. Yeah. And I'm only going to do work that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, if, and that's that's what I'm like. Mm, those are like if he's if he's being choosy, and these are the ones he's choosing. Then I'm disappointed. <laughs> Although, then what do again, you mean? Um, Kit Harrington, the stuff that he's the stuff that I I've seen him in, anyway, is not. Great. I've the only thing I've seen in him in from since Game of Thrones is Inhumans. Okay, I haven't. Oh, seen that's that. right. Um, Hence the Black Knight comment. Wait. Was that him? I thought that was Rob Stark. Both of them are in it. Oh, shit. Are they? Yes. That's how... Look, Inhumans is a beautiful film. It was very forgettable for me. Interesting. I I thought it was gorgeously shot. I really Mm -hmm. did, but... I. The only thing I can forget is that all of the MCU still doesn't notice this Jed... Like God lying in the middle of the earth. I 
I keep hearing this argument and I don't believe it. I believe that I do believe that yes, people have noticed. Did, aren't you the one that pointed out that that was a newspaper headline in episode one or episode two, She Hulk? No, but I'll go back and look at it. it. It's they're going through like when she's looking at stuff online, she comes across that headline: "Giant hand comes out of ocean." What the hell? Um, All right, maybe. I I think it is being done. Oh, I think it's in Miss Marvel. They reference it. No, it's it's, it's in She Hulk. It was like the first or second episode of She-Hulk, but it it was, um, everyone's going, they aren't bothering to link this. They're not doing any connectivity. I'm like, they're not doing it the way you want them to do it. It doesn't mean they're not doing it. It means they are telling other stories from other vantage points. It's still a big planet. And if you have just gained superpowers, maybe giant thing coming out of the ocean is not the first thing that's your priority, but so maybe the, the fact th- that you can shoot laser beams out of your eyes. So here's the thing. I don't need them to do anything about it, mm-hmm. but once I'll have to look at the new timeline, but I wouldn't mind if like we get stuff like Wong complaining that like, you know, bad enough that things are being messed up, but now there's like, you know, there's a dead God in the ocean. So that's going to mm-hmm. be fun to deal with one day. Sorry. Did you say, I th- I heard you say immortals, inhumans, eternals. eternals. Thank you. Thank Inhu- you. Okay, I said inhumans. I, like, I meant eternals. That. Yeah, yeah, we did. Y- you and I saw eternals together. Right, but the 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 whatever word you said before, I said was, inhumans. Right, and I was like, oh. I've never seen that. I didn't realize that they were both in that, but they were both in the eternals together. Yes, that's why I'm like, hold that's on. That's what I meant. And then you guys talked also- about, you know giant hand in the ocean i'm like no hold on we're talking about the same thing here they reference the eternal in the earth in ms marvel she hulk and dr strange there you go i always realized something else too there are mcu characters who do know peter parker is still spider-man the spells specifically wipe the memory of everyone on earth Mm-hmm. Like he says, on Earth at that time, uh, Thor and the Guardians are not on Earth. True, they're in the space. So, and also, I think Sam Jackson's still on the moon, like the real Nick Fury. The real Nick Fury is not on. Yeah, he's not on Earth either. And you know what? I'll even grant the moon as part of Earth in terms of the spell. True. And, he's, anyway. and he is on the moon? I thought he was farther away than that. Much he might be in space. Away. No, yeah, I thought he was on Maria, a ship. Maria yeah. Hill's on the moon. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. moved to the moon, I think. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Point is, a couple people, a handful the, of people, not on Earth. There is yeah. also um, a theory that says that because of the Hex spell right. that Wanda was using to hide herself, Mm-hmm. She but also she... was not affected. Hmm. That could be interesting. So she knows. And yes, she's not dead. <laughs> no. None of us believe that she's dead. Again, no. nobody not dead. Treat superhero comics and movies the same way you treat soap operas or telenovelas. Like that's and even when you see a body, that is not a guarantee they stay dead. Not in this universe. There is only one comic book character who has stayed dead. One. 
No. Three. Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> and Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's it. Now, Bruce has had... He's gone crazy pants sometimes and thinks his parents are back. Or some characters have been like, I am your real... I am the true Thomas. Like, But not like back, back. So there you go. Yeah, and Flashpoint doesn't count. No, Flashpoint doesn't count. There was a time that Gwen Stacy was on that list, and they brought Gwen Stacy back in a way. Yeah, that's weird. 616 Gwen Stacy dead, but that's it. I also had something else that made me enjoy Thor Love and Thunder more. It made me not mind the joke every 20 seconds they did. I still need to watch that, too. Okay, there's only thing I'll say. Go into it. This is my thought. Go into it believing that you're not watching a standard narrative. You are watching um, Korg tell a story to kids. Okay. Like retelling a a story to kids around a campfire. Mm -hmm. That's all I'll say. That's that that works. Yeah. And you're gonna love and you're gonna fucking love the goats. Yeah, that sounds about right. The, the goods are ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, that's She-Hulk. Lord X is also great. <laughs> Sorry. This is why I need the board. Mm-hmm. String board. Uh, we call that the show matrix that allegedly you write out before the show. We tried that once many, many years ago. Didn't stick to it at all. It, it, I mean, we have a plan for this show every week. Yes, yes, we never we do. stick to it. We we no. have a loose we have a loose outline. Yeah. Guidelines. Like here, these are our topics. We usually have three topics and then we pick two and then do one. <laughs> and then right. talk about whatever else came up during so, the show. Yeah, Geek in the City Radio, our show plan is the same as like pirate law. The guidelines. It's more like guidelines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we don't even honor parlay, though. We'll just keep chugging forward. Do not, do not try to come parlay with us. You will no, deeply don't. regret. That's right. Don't do it. I mean, we do parlay. We just call those tangents. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> true. Uh, Lord X has been fun. I don't know. It's <laughs> Thank you, because I was going to get into that. Um, so we have now had five. Episode no, no. The fifth episode is tomorrow. We've had four yes. episodes. Of, well, no, it's um, it's Thursday. This is Tuesday. Yes, the twenty second is two days away from the twentieth. Correct. How do you? Do you want some more? We've seen four episodes, though. Most of us have seen four episodes. So some of us. Normal humans have seen four episodes. <laughs> That's just Bean and I, regular human TV watchers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank Nothing you for to going see there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, ah, yes, a human televised theater program. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's fun. So I mean, great, we finally got, in fact, this was the two episodes back. We finally, because it's the planet of fear. Mm-hmm. Or those little things that make fair. We finally get an acknowledgement that Mariner is dating Jennifer. Oh, good. Okay. 
Oh, I, okay, yeah. And well, the planet of fear it, manif- it meant it manifests whatever. So, like mm-hmm. for Boimler, it's Klingon clowns with batleth arms. <laughs> but for Mariner, it's Jennifer wanting a commitment. I want to move in together, and she's like, "No." And that's uh, and that's like that's the beginning of the the silliness because yeah. then it's they uh, the the creatures start pulling not just fears but like really anything that's on your mind yeah so stay puff marshmallow right okay what just popped in there uh yeah Are you afraid of basketball <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, okay. I don't want to say anything. There's an episode. There's a moment in the last week's episode that involves the doctor and the head of security. <laughs> that you're also you're not going to want to visualize, and you can't stop visualizing. Okay. The, the joke is done so well. Not even a joke. The scene is done so well. You're like, okay, um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Next is a blast. Um, I I cannot. I can hardly wait for live action. Lower decks. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since like the four kids that are playing the leads all look like they're they're animated counterparts. They really do. And they all act like them in real life. It's yeah. terrifying. Um, I I never want to be a producer on any type of sh- live show that has Tawny Newsom as a host. I want to be an <laughs> audience member in that, but not a producer. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many times did she say during that thing? She's like, oh, I stopped listening to people in my ear like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think the closest you can get to Tawny Newsome playing a live action version of Beckett Mariner would be Space Force. Space Force. No, yeah. was it Space Force or or yeah, Space Avenue Force. Five. Okay. Space Force. Okay. Uh, two two space shows came out at the same time, and I sometimes cross them over. Yes. Um. Um. I, I think that uh, Jack Quaid actually let it slide in an interview that that's not going to be the closest that we get Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid as live action versions of Mariner and Boimler. Right. Well, I thought that's what you were alluding to before. Yeah. Well, it it's it's going to be it, a crossover with Strange it will be. Worlds? Yeah, Strange it's the crossover. Worlds, yeah. They are they are live action in that mm-hmm. episode. And apparently, Tawny Newsom broke something on the set every day she worked there. Yeah, they mentioned that. She, yeah, on Star Trek Day, they mentioned that she broke something every single day. To where they didn't really want her on the Enterprise bitch set anymore. They're like, we didn't know what you were going to break next. <laughs> she like, broke, she was for, was she, she forbidden to sit in the seat or did she break something in the seat? She said she sat in the seat, broke something on the captain's chair. She wasn't even supposed to be there that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think it was uh, Jess Bush that said that they just have a container 
just a little bin full of all of the things that Mariner broke. Nice. So I'm starting to think of another way they could do this. They could totally pull like a version of these are the episodes, these are the voyages Mm. and get, and give like Pike yet another reason why he hates holodecks and holograms that he gets fucking. Well, no, it had to be the other way around. Unless they, t- I don't know, whatever. I'm just, I don't know how they're doing it. I just know that they're doing it. I'll let it happen. It's going to be great. Yeah, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. But at least we know it's season two because they keep talking about how all of this happened in past tense and they've already shot season two. Yeah, they have. Do we have uh, a release date for that yet, though? Next year. Next year. Yeah. No. Because I think we're going to go, I think it's Disco Picard, Strange New Worlds is how it's going to go with probably a couple overlaps. That makes yeah. sense. Disco was wrapped the soonest. Well, maybe Picard because season two and three, they filmed back to back. They did. did stop, so. And they had a COVID outbreak during season three filming. Yeah. Yeah, no disrespect. That's a cast you got to extra protect. They're all in the danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Yeah, other than that, and then also we have to do is like fucking this week, three episodes of Andor drop. Oh, God, that's right. That's Yay. tomorrow. It's, yeah, Wednesday. Cool. Um, early reviews are pretty good. They're like, this isn't like any other Star Wars you've seen before. Ooh. I think it's very much this is the first Star Wars from like the people who have to live under the shadow of the Empire that aren't, you know, senators and Jedi. Mm. Um yeah. So and it's already three seasons, like they've committed to three seasons. Okay. And they and I think the directors even flat out said they said the final episode of Andor. Like butts up right against the opening of Rogue One. Like it just hmm. goes right there. So it's a good time to enjoy nerd stuff. That it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We got anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I don't this think seems, so. Seems like a good place to wrap things up. We we're gonna go out into the woods this weekend. That's true. I got to figure out how I'm doing that kind of thing. Bring a camp chair. Sit wherever. Yeah. They tell you to sit. And you bring some popcorn and prepare to laugh your ass off at the Maybe rest I'll of bring the bring a bullhorn so every five minutes I can, go, I can go, ooh, okay. I won't do Don't that. Don't do that. Uh, I was going to say uh, we could bring walkie-talkies. And that way, um, you hang on to one, and the team will hold on to the other, and we can tell you what's happening in case it's too dark or too far away from you. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what we're allowed to do. Fine, still. you get nothing. Except my only the goal pleasure is to, of your screams. My only goal is to still not be testing positive by Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and I again would recommend finding out what the least physical role is on the team and taking that one. Your I'll do body, my best. Your body is still healing whether you... I'm sorry, I just heard people that have had like 
they felt better and then they went back to normal and then long COVID kicked him in the ass. And they're like, oh, you thought you were really done done. Yep. So right, like you don't realize how easily you get winded until you try something. <sighs> no fooling there. Tired. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bean Arita. And I am Cable Hashtani. And we'll talk to everybody next. All right, next week. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, friends. Bye.